I am so excited to be here. Some of you are so far back. Can, can you guys move up? Can you sit up closer? I feel like I'm at home. This is family. So if you can move up, that would be great. But before I go on and start my presentation, I want to thank Pastor John for inviting me here because I, I feel humble and honored at the same time that you asked me. I really appreciate that, and thanks to Chris Pfeffer. He knows I appreciate everything he's been doing, and this means so much to me. I am so excited to be here because it's something that's a passion that God's been staring in me, and I'm here to share it with you and to have this pulpit. I don't take it lightly because I know the pastors. I mean, they're just very discerning of who they are, so I'm so honored and humbled to be here. But let me introduce myself. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Molly Salves, and I've been around for a long time at FCC. Back in 1989, January of 1989, I think it was like the second week of uh, January, came here, gave my heart to the Lord right here with Pastor Sam. But that end of that month, we were moving to Warwick, half hour away. <laughs> the plan was not to keep coming to FCC. I mean, half hour drive. So the whole 1989, visiting all kinds of churches, all different denominations, different churches in Warwick area, the, you know, God was just pulling me, you know, back to FCC, but the whole year, you know, we spent looking for a church in Warwick area. Finally, January of 1990, surrender, gave up, been coming here, so we've been coming here ever since then, and we continue to drive that whole half hour from Warwick <laughs> to come to FCC. So FCC is home, and I feel like I'm in the midst of families, and... My husband and I, Bobby, we've raised our children here at FCC. They're here with me. They're old now. <laughs> but I'm proud of them. They're here to support Mama. And we raised them here. They attended F uh, SCA. Crystal, I think, was the first year of SCA when you attended SCA. So FCC's been home. That's a little bit of my personal life. As a prof in professional life, I am a registered nurse, like Pastor John said. I'm also a certified health coach and a lover of essential oils. That's, I'm an advocate for essential oils. Now, I've been a nurse for a long time. Right now, I have a very holistic mindset. I love my profession. I know there are a lot of nurses in this congregation, and they've got to agree with me. It's a great profession because we make such a difference, not only in our patients' lives, but in the families of the patients. It's a great profession. I love it. Now I have a very much a holistic mindset a functional medicine mindset, and it all started back about 12 years ago. My mom, whom many of you might have known my mom, she got diagnosed with a very advanced cancer about 12 years ago, and poor prognosis. She was offered chemotherapy palliatively, and that was a decision that she was going to do, and we started doing that. And at the same time, as we went to the local facility where she was getting her chemo treatment, Somebody from FCC, John Camboa, I told him I was going to mention his name because I'm grateful for him for actually really started me in this journey that I've taken over the years. He gave me DVDs, they were actually VHSs back then, of Dr. Lorraine Day. Dr. Lorraine Day was a chief orthopedic surgeon, I believe it was in California, I know it was the West Coast. She was diagnosed with cancer in early 1990s. She went on... She's living well, doing wonderful. I just looked her up, saw an interview she did. She is 81 years old right now, doing well, thriving. And what she did, she changed her lifestyle, mostly nutrition. This woman, still working, she's, she, she says she runs, she plays tennis. She's 81. She was 80 years old, it was last year when she was doing this interview. And she's doing that, and she's not even in pharmaceutical med. So this was inspired me when I was watching this VHSs. I would take my mom to get the chemotherapy, and I'm learning this, but now I've been a nurse at this point for a while, and to be honest with you, I was like, this is mind-blowing. I never learned these things in nursing school, and always loved the science part of it, the physiolo physio physiologic, 
physiology, anatomy. I always loved the science, but then when I started learning what we put into our bodies or what we don't put into our bodies, how it ties in, how it affects, it was mind-blowing. I was overwhelmed at first, and I started praying because my concept at health at one point was all about calories. I mean, I come from the era of sugar-free, fat-free, calories, got to count calories, got to keep the weight down. That's a, a piece this big of the big health. And I started praying because I was getting overwhelmed to God to help me to want to be healthy. And then as, I became a, then as I'm a Christian, I realized I need to take care of this body of mine because our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to start. Oh, the first slide is up. So health and wellness for an abundant life. We can go right to the next slide. We know the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I, Jesus says, I come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, the word abundance means rich, plentiful, uh, grateful, plenty. So the abundant life that God wants us to have is a life that not just numbers. I'm 60 years old. It's not that I'm proud of just being 60. I'm proud of the life I have or the vitality I have, the energy I have. I can keep up with my grandkids. I love life. I have energy. I can keep up in cycle studio with my daughter (laughs) and her cycle studio. But because I feel I'm taking care of this body. Next slide. So our bodies is our temple of the Holy Spirit. Do you not know that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have received from God? We are not our own. You have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in our bodies. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. So this is why I subtitle it Abundant Life. Now, the next slide we're going to start with is I want to show you some statistics. This is right from the Center of Disease Control. Because despite the money that we spend in the United States to do studies, despite the money we spend in studying the medicine, the drugs, the illness, and we have the technology we have, we do have amazing technology, but despite all this, it's asking me to update my iPad. We'll do that later. Despite all this, it's mind-bottling the, the, the chronic diseases that we have in the United States. So next slide. Right from CDC, Center of Disease Control, one in two adults in the United States has a chronic disease. Next slide. One in four adults in the United States has two or more of the chronic diseases. The leading causes of death and disability and leading drivers of the nation's $2.7 trillion in annual Healthcare costs. That's absurd. You paint a picture of us a couple of Sundays ago, how much it is for a million dollars. I don't think you went to a billion. This is a trillion dollars. That's how much we're spending in healthcare. Now, what are some of these chronic diseases that we're facing? We can go right to the next slide. Heart disease, one of them. About 610,000 people die of heart disease in the United States every year. That's one in every four deaths. Heart disease is the leading cause of death for both men and women. More than half of the deaths due to heart disease in 2009 were men. This was in 2017. We can go right to the next slide. Another thing on the rise, autoimmune. According to the new study, the prevalence and incident of autoimmune diseases such as lupus, celiac disease, type 1 diabetes is on the rise and researchers at the center of disease control and prevention are unsure why earlier studies have shown that genetics They don't know why, but early studies have shown that genetics and environmental factors cause autoimmune disease. I personally would love to know how much of it is genetics and how much of it is environmental factors. We don't know that according to this, but that would be something that would intrigue me to find out how much would be the environmental factors that can easily be changed. Next slide. Cancer. I want you to focus on every day. This is every single day, 4,750 new cases daily, every day, 1,670 deaths from cancer. We're going to move right on. Next slide. Brain disorders, projections, Alzheimer's, estimated 500,000 new cases 
Parkinson's affecting nearly 1 million by 2020. MS, multiple sclerosis, approximately 10,000 new cases per year, 200 new cases per week. Next slide. This bothers me a lot. Autism. In 2000, 2004, one in every 66. 2018, one in 59. Okay. I didn't bring all this up now to cause fear in you. Because we know that Second Timothy tells us God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. I'm bringing this up because we can't hide, put our heads on the rock either. We can't hide. This is a wake-up call, so it's disturbing. And I don't want to be part of that statistics. So we're going to dive in. I'm going to tell you what my objective is for being here. But before I do that, I want to tell you, I'm not here to treat you. I'm not here to diagnose you. And I'm not here to give you a nutritional plan or certain plan, a dietitian plan just for you. My objective is, next slide. I want to motivate you. I want to motivate you to live a healthy lifestyle. I want to encourage you to take control of your health. I want to inspire you to be an advocate for yourself and your family, your children, your parents. And I want to excite you to live a life abundantly. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Next slide. Now as we go through this, you can read that out loud. As we go through all this, I want you to honestly ask yourself this. Am I living a healthy lifestyle? Okay? You're going to answer for yourself. So we're going to start building this up. We're going to start with the foundation. Pastor John, was it last year? You spent Sundays after Sundays, a lot of Sundays, telling us about the foundation of faith, I think it was. But because the foundation, if you don't have the right foundation, you can't build on it. They'll build on some condos near our house. It's just like it's taking forever. But all I see is the foundation. But I'm sure once they start building up, it's going to go much faster. So we're going to start with the foundation of this healthy lifestyle. It's never one thing. It's never two or three. It's a holistic approach of all this that I'm presenting to you. So let's go right to the next slide to our foundation. Eat right. Food, food and nutrition, what we put into our bodies. And I'm going to just say something about supplements because I take some supplements, but supplements is exactly what that is, supplement. It never is to replace food. It always starts with nutrition. All right, next slide. What are we going to eat? Every time, do you know, every time we're eating, we are either feeding diseases, or we are fighting diseases. Approximately 80% of our health comes from our gut. The microbiome, if you've heard of microbiome, is your microorganism. It's like the friendly bacteria in your gut that helps you create the environment of healing. You want to create a healing environment in your body. It's like when you plant something in the spring, you plant that plant, you want it to bloom, you want it to flourish and have flowers. But if you don't take out the weed, right? You don't take out the stuff that's choking it, the toxic stuff to that plant. You don't water it, you don't fertilize it, you don't take care of it. It's not going to bloom. You've got to do the work. And then the flowers, what comes out of it, it's just a byproduct. Same concept with our body. God gave us an amazing body. Amazing. We have trillions of cells that goes through cycles. And if we don't take care of it, it's not going to do what it's intended to do. So how do we do this? By eating an anti-inflammatory diet. Because chronic inflammation is the root of most diseases. Now you have your acute inflammation, you have your chronic inflammation. I'm talking about the chronic inflammation. If I bang my toe, it's going to swell. That's an acute inflammation. That's beneficial for us. It's our immune telling the cells to go to my toe and heal and do what it's supposed to do. That's a good inflammation. But when you have a chronic inflammation, 
your, your system overloaded. Your body can't heal because the immune is trying to tell the cells same thing to go and heal, but you've been putting the wrong thing in your body. You've been inflamed. It's a system overload that your body can't heal. So we're going to eat an anti-inflammatory diet. We're going to eat an alkaline-based diet. We have a pH from 1 to 14 in our body. It's a scale that measures from 1 to 14 being the, the number one all the way to this end is just acidotic body. All the way to the other end is your alkaline. You want to be in that middle. You want to be in that 7, 7.5 is your neutral zone. Anybody in the medical field know. We see our patients start to get acidotic. You start to see that in the blood work. They start to get sick. This is why you see now... You know, the food industry, which there's nothing wrong with this water, but they, they know. People start to open up their eyes. People start to learn these things. So you see water like high pH water, alkaline water. That's why they're doing this, because you want your body to be more in alkaline state. You want to eat to build your immune system. Folks, you, your immune system is your body's natural defense. Regardless of what you're hearing on television, it's your immune system that's going to do the work. And we're going to eat and take care of our body to build this. We can go right to the next slide. How do we eat this anti-inflammatory? Now, what I'm telling you, like, it's very generalized. I can't sit here and tell you every single thing that you eat or don't eat. But this is very general. We're going to, boys and girls, your veggies. We're going to start with veggies, vegetables. And a lot of people, they'll like uh, broccoli or they'll like spinach and that's all they'll eat. Think rainbows. When you're thinking vegetables, think rainbow colors, phytonutrients. You want all the nutrients that you can from the plants. You want to eat fruits, your natural sugar. But fruits, you try to eat something low glycemic index because that should have been another thing I should have put at the first with the anti-inflammatory. You want to keep that insulin level pretty neutral. If your insulin level is like this, up and down, your hormones going to be all out of whack. So with fruits, you want to pick your berries, powerhouses. You want nuts and seeds, which is antioxidants. And now I'm not talking about roasted and salted nuts and seeds. I'm talking about raw nuts and seeds, antioxidants, your omegas, the fats, the good fats. Omega-3, you have your omega-3, 6, and 9, but I'm focusing more on omega-3s, your wild salmon, the good fats. I'm going to go back and talk a little bit more about fats. And then I can't talk about inflammation without throwing in apple cider vinegar. It's one of the things I love, apple cider vinegar with the mother. If you buy just regular, natural, regular apple cider vinegar, it's got that orangey look in the bottle. But if you buy the apple cider vinegar with a mother, you're going to see some sediment at the bottom. That's because you got all that good enzymes. You have all that friendly bacteria settling to the bottom. I love Braga. So that's the one I use all the time. It's amazing what apple cider vinegar can do for your body. Uh, lots of uh, herbs in, but I'm going to pick two spices, turmeric and ginger, to talk about them. To turmeric been used for centuries for its medicinal properties. Uh, big in Indian cuisine, curcumin is the active ingredient in turmeric, ginger, and anti-inflammatory properties. And then you have your grains. You want to limit grains. You want to be very particular with, with your grains. Dairy. My home, we don't have dairy. We choose almond milk, coconut milk. But limit your dairies. Uh, beans. Yes, it's good protein, but those are things you want to limit more. Sweet potatoes, better options than the white potatoes, but you want to limit those more. You want to consume grass-fed and organic whenever possible. The big picture is eat whole food. You want to eat real food. Those are good choices. Next slide. So if we have good choices, we've got to have poor choices. So processed foods, factory-made, food-like substance. They're not food, guys. They're food-like substance. GMOs, genetically modified organism. It's exactly what it is. It's organism that's been generally modified. To me, it's like science overriding God's creation. Sugars, starchy carbohydrates, your refined grains, like your cereals. I put that in parentheses because a lot of kids, they start off the morning, it's easy. Bowl of cereal, add that dairy. It's, you know, it's, get them off, it's easy. 
Little Johnny and little Susie, two hours later, they crashing because the insulin went up and now they're starving. There's no nutrients there. Uh, your cured salt and nitrate foods, another poor choice like your deli meats. There are always options for these things. Uh, farm-raised fish and meats. You want wild. You don't want anything farm-raised. Your artificial sweetness. We'll talk about this a little bit more. And gluten. Avoid gluten. I mean, some people have gluten sensitivity. You've been diagnosed with uh, gluten sensitivity, like celiac. Of course you want to stay off gluten. But gluten in general, myself, I don't eat too much gluten. If I do eat gluten, I haven't been diagnosed with any sensitivity, I'll probably feel bloated. I'll feel such a difference. So that's something to consider. We'll go right into the next slide. I told you to eat fats. Now, I, I was in the era of 1970s. It's fat-free, sugar-free, count the calories. And that's all I knew. And usually when people talk about fat, they combine all together, like all fats are bad. No, fats are good. 60% of our brain is made out of fats. We need to feed our brain. Now, what are the good fats? Coconut oil. We buy it, right, Bobby? We have a big thing of coconut oil, organic, cold-pressed, because it's not processed. I use a lot of coconut oil. MCT oil, your medium-chain triglyceride, raw nuts. Coconut oil is a saturated fat, only saturated fat from plants. Then you have your monosaturated fats, like your avocado, your extra virgin olive oil. Extra virgin olive oil, I cook with it a little bit, but it's, you really don't want to heat it up. When you heat extra virgin olive oil, you do lose some of the nutrients. So if you use it without heat, it's better. I make my salad dressing like that. Again, your omega-3s, those are some of the good oils. So there's, I mean, good fats. So good fats. What are the bad fats? Hydrogenated and partially hydrogenated fats. Soybean oil, vegetable, margarine. Yes, butter is better than margarine. Trans fats like your Crisco, rancid oils, corn oil, canola oil, farm-raised. Those are some of the poor choices of fats. And you might say, no, I don't buy hydrogenated fat. Well, we'll talk about reading labels. Take out something out of your refrigerator. See the ingredient. You might be surprised. It says hydrogenated fat. That's not a good choice. All right, let's talk about something now. Oh, okay, next slide. Sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar. Sugar is bad for you, period. Why? What are the effects of sugar in our bodies? First of all, it's addictive. Sugar is addictive. In food industry, they know this. It's, it's so addictive, it releases dopamine, which is that uh, reward center in our brain. You crave it. You can't eat one piece and not want more. You crave it. And it's so addictive. To me, addiction is like bondage. I don't want to be in bondage to food. I don't want to be bondage to sugar. What else does sugar do? It unbalance your insulin that high up and down. You don't want that. Directly linked to inflammation, it causes weight gain. It stores it as fat, fatty liver, liver overload. Now, you can be very thin and have the same issue with your liver. Uh, it feeds cancer cells. It ages your skin. It brings out the wrinkles. It cultivates yeast in your gut. Now, yeast, mold, that's the same family. When you have this growing in your body, even if you're trying to eat healthy, you can't absorb. And remember, about 80% of your health, your health is in your gut. So you want to be able to absorb what you're putting into your body. And sugar will contribute to this big time. So what do you want to avoid? The candies, the cookies, the cakes, fruit yogurt, yes, fruit yogurt, very high in sugar. If you're going to eat yogurt, maybe choose a grass-fed or an alternated coconut yogurt. Plain, put a little bit of stevia or maybe a, a natural uh, berries. But fruit yogurt, look at the content, it's high in sugar. Your starchy carbohydrates, your whites, breakfast cereals, and be aware of hidden sugar. Sometimes people will say to me, I really don't use that much sugar. I don't even put sugar in my coffee. Look for the hidden sugars in sauces, in dressings, refined carbs. And then look for things that end in OSC, malt, syrup, cane. Those are all bad sugars for you. Now, a picture is worth a thousand words. Next slide. Questions? <laughs> That's good versus bad. We all like our treats. We like to use sugar to sweeten things up. So let's, what are some of the better options that we can have? We can go next slide. 
Now, you see the word limit in parentheses? I'm not saying go out and make everything with us, but here's a little bit of options. Your fruit's natural, but remember, keep it light, low glycemic index. Your berry is the better for you. Molasses, molasses actually has some like vitamin B6. It has uh, iron minerals, organic palm sugar. It's uh, not refined. Your dates has minerals. Coconut sugar has that lower glycemic index. Organic maple syrup, very high in sugar, but it has some health benefits. So if you're going to use sugar, these are better options. Honey, you want to use raw and local honey. Raw because it hasn't been heated. And local is better because the pollen, you're exposed to the pollen, and your immune helps you with allergies. So local is better. Stevia, that's what I use a lot, plant-based. Erythritol is, some people say, no, don't want it at all. But it's a little, to me, it's a little bit of option. It is sugar alcohol. Now, you've got to be careful because some people don't digest that as well. In monk fruit, Something fairly new even to me, and I'm starting to learn a little more about monk fruit, but that is something that you start to see more on the rise. Okay, but what are some of the things we really want to stay away from? Next slide. Sugary drinks, high fructose corn syrup, agave. Some people do like agave, but it's a high glycemic index. Corn syrup, sugar cane. Corn syrup, I don't care what you hear on TV. Yes, corn has been around for a long time, but corn is a concern with the GMO. So corn syrup, sugar cane, evaporated cane sugar, brown rice syrup. And then you go into your sugar substitute, aspartame, like your neutral sweet, your equal, sucrose, which is splendor, saccharin, which is sweet and low, uh, sulfafane, potassium, which is equal. Every day you're consuming these. They have an effect on you neurologically. And high fructose corn syrup. That was repeated. Do you know that high fructose corn syrup has been banned in most places in Europe? But not in the United States. You know why? It's cheap. And you know when something, you make something cheap and you can make it really big and sell a lot of it, where do you get out of it? Exactly. There's a lot of greed. A lot of greed. The Bible tells us, don't be deceived. We need to wake up because... They'll put, food, they'll put things that taste as good. They'll get you that way. We shouldn't be deceived. I mentioned to you we should eat as much organic as possible. So next slide. EW, the Environmental Working Group, they come up a slot with a list every year. This is your dirty dozen. If you want to pick some things to buy, to buy organic, I would start with this. Number one, strawberries. Now, these are produce items with the most pesticide in them. So this is your dirty dozen. Next slide. We also have the Clean 15, also by the Environmental Working Group. Avocados, sweet corn. When I saw sweet corn, I'm like, oh, sweet corn, because, because I'm very sensitive to corn because most of our corn grown in the United States is GMOs. But these are the produce that has the least pesticide residues. So your avocados, your sweet corn, pineapple. Now, if I go buy avocados, actually, that's not something I personally use a lot. But if I was to go buy avocados and you have conventional, you have organic, and organic is on sale, I'll just go with organic. But if you find there's a big difference, this is one of the produce that it's a clean, uh, clean 15. Okay. Next slide. You need to read the ingredients. You need to read the ingredients in your food, not just the nutritional facts. Don't just look at calories, how much fat, how much sugar. Read the ingredients. Get to know what's in your food. If you have to be a chemistry major to understand it, you might have to put it back. Look out for the hidden words and sugars, coloring, artificial, flavored. Red flags. Pay no attention to the front of the box. If I'm going to grab this item, I might purchase this item. They're trying to track me. Gluten-free. No GMO. Don't even, don't even bother. I know what that is. Marketing. They're trying to get you to buy the ingredients. Turn it to the back. Read the ingredients. And ingredients are listed by the order of quantity. So the first ingredient on that list is going to have the most of that ingredient in that product that you're buying. Stay away from low-fat, no-fat, sugar-free. And that takes renewing of the mind. (laughs) 
because now I'm the opposite, but that took a while to get used to no fat. Now I'll go, I'll grab a, oh, no, no, I don't want no fat. I want real, the whole fat. So, but the, stay away from those. But let's do a little practice. If you're from SEA, you've been here, you entered this, just be it with me, because I am using the same slides with this. Okay, but next slide. The ingredients, organic red quinoa. What's the food? Quinoa. It's quinoa. Next, next slide. Organic hot or romaine lettuce. What's the food? Lettuce. You guys are good. Next one, next slide. Organic coconut flour. What's the food? Flour. Oh, it's coconut flour. That, actually, I use a lot of coconut flour. I'm trying to master it. It's not the easiest thing to use, I've got to say. Uh, Gluten-free, almond flour, those are other options in our house. Okay, next slide. You guys should get this right away. You got a lot of information there. What's the first ingredient? Sugar. Okay, water. Enriched. I hate that word. It's like a deceiving word. It's enriched. Bleached. We all like a little bleach in our food, right? So these are the ingredients that you're looking at. Anybody want to take a shot what that is? It's a hostess cupcake. Hmm. <laughs> That's what that is. Hostess cupcake. All right, so next slide. We want to eat to live. You don't want to live to eat. Ladies and gentlemen, let's worship God, not food. You know, SAD, what does that stand for? What does that spell? SAD. Do you know what it stands for? Standard American diet. It's very high in meat, very high in dairy, in grains, processed food, and we love to what the, jumbo size it? Forty for a dollar. You get double the French fries. So you want to eat to live. Don't eat to live. Oh, don't, don't live to eat. But I told you, it's a holistic mindset. Food is always your foundation, but we're going to build on it. Because what is this healthy lifestyle? It's a lifestyle. So next, next slide. What's the next thing? Exercise and weight management. Exercise sometimes is like love and hate. Some people say, I hate exercising. And then if you're like me, I love to exercise. My daughter and my son-in-law, they own a fitness studio. They own a cycling studio. I have fun there. I can keep up with those young ones on the bike. And... Uh, it's great. Now, why do we exercise? Next slide. It delivers oxygen and nutrients to our tissues. It better overall health. You've heard of body's emotion heals better. It's true. Reduce the risk of those chronic diseases we saw. Good brain health. It releases the good hormone versus what sugar does to our mind. It promotes better sleep. Better energy, increases strength and flexibility. It actually increases, it increases the bone density. If I have time at the end, I'm going to share a testimony with you, with me personally. It helps you to lose weight by increasing metabolism. And regular exercise helps protect your body and mind. So it's not just about the weight. Exercise is huge. Next slide. Let's talk about obesity. Obesity is linked to several serious health conditions like the ones we talked about earlier. Heart disease, stroke, high blood pressure, your cardiovascular, diabetes, gallbladder, some sleeping problems like asthma, sleep apnea, uh, some cancers, and the list goes on. The statistics shows that four out of ten adults are obese. It can be changed. It can easily be changed. Next slide. So when you combine nutrition and exercise, you have a synergy for health and weight loss. Okay, let's build on this foundation. Next one. Next slide. Rest and stress management. We'll go right into the next slide. Rest, your sleep. Sleep is so important. Our bodies need us to repair tissue. It's healing time mentally and physically. I just, I recently learned as I was part of a seminar that two hours before midnight, 10 p.m., that's your high melatonin production 
it's equivalent to four hours after midnight. I'm trying my hardest to always go to bed like 9.30 and be asleep at 10. <laughs> um, in the beginning hours, our body is healing. The lateral hours, REM sleep, your rapid eye movement sleeps, your brain is repairing. Now, I have some friends, they're nurses in the night shift. And God bless them. So you've got to do what works for you. You've got to find your schedule. But sleep, just remember, sleep is so, so important. So whatever you have to do to get a better sleep, your benefit is so beneficial to your health. Now, we can do things like in our bedrooms. It should be conducive to sleep. It should be dark. No electronics. We got, a, got rid of the TV a long time ago. But, you know, this, the, the phone, the electronics, it's, you know, I'm talking to myself too. Uh, peaceful. You want to be whatever you can do to help yourself sleep. The next one is stress. It's stress management. I'm not saying stress-free. There's no way you can be stress-free until you're with Jesus. Because in this world, you're going to have stress. But you learn healthy techniques to manage it. It doesn't have to take control of you or your health. Because you've heard, and I'm sure you've heard, stress can take you out. It can. If you look, all, most all the chronic diseases and the ideology of what might cause these diseases, stress will always be there. Because it can really have a very negative effects on our bodies. Okay, let's build up this lifestyle. Next slide. Reduce toxic load. Now, what the heck am I talking about, right? <laughs> Toxicity. We can go to the next slide. As simple as you start healthy eating. As you start healthy eating, you're actually removing the toxic from your body. Toxins uh, hinders weight loss, especially in the mid-area. So, and I get that sometimes. I hear people at the gym will say, Working out, I, I, but I can't. I'm losing the weight, but I can't lose this middle piece. Consider you. Might, it, it might be a toxic overload that's going on, so you might have to do do another step to reduce that toxin on your in your body. You want to avoid chemicals in your home. What you inhale is going right into your lungs. You want to avoid plastic bottles and containers. Ouch, because that's like a big problem in the United States. So everything's in plastic. But especially if you put your food in the plastic, then you take it in the microwave to heat it up. Oof. Use glass. Use glass containers whenever possible. I'll admit this year we remodeled our kitchen. We actually got rid of the microwave. Don't judge me. <laughs> but uh, I'm not saying to get rid of your microwave. But at least use glass instead of containers. Get rid of plastic as much as you can. Be conscientious of what you put into your skin. A lot of us sometimes think it's just about food, what we put into our body. But our skin is the biggest organ. What we put on our, our skin goes right into our bloodstream. Our bodies are not designed to handle synthetic compounds. So start thinking green and plant-based. Next slide. Drink some water, please. Water is so important. I don't think water gets the attention it should. Flushes toxins from your body, your kidney and your liver. I mean, I know Bobby always says we've got to change that filter in that car because if the filter is not clean, it's clogged up. Things are backing up. The car's not running properly. Same thing in our bodies. We need to keep the kidneys and liver flushing. Healthier skin from drinking water. Prevents chronic dehydration. A lot of times people complain of headaches. Could it possibly be your chronically dehydrated, you need to drink more water, it increases your energy level, impacts your immune system and body function, it promotes weight loss. Your water is so important. Now, I know, what do I drink? It's because water, you buy it, it's in a plastic bottle. It's in a plastic bottle. I use stainless, I use glass as much as possible. We've talked about changing it to a purified water instead of filter water, because that's the best water you can drink is purified water. Crystal, you're fortunate. She's got a new house that has filtered water. You go right in there, you got filtered water. The water tastes different. So strive to drink a lot of water and strive to get quality of water. Try starting your morning with water. I don't know if anybody does here. But you're getting that juice, that GI tract where 80% of your health is, Take another step. 
get your water, not cold water from the fridge, room temperature or warm, two tablespoons of your apple cider vinegar, a little bit of stevia, great way to start your detoxing your body daily, get that GI going for you to work in your behalf. So that's the lifestyle part of it, but I want to take a little bit up to the next slide, informed self-care. What the heck does that mean? Well, you know, the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Knowledge is power, but power without putting to use is really nothing. So next slide. So informed health care, I'm talking about you begin to make informed decisions about your health and wellness. You don't wait for illness before you, you act. Prevention is the best medicine. You want to read your ingredients. You want to be a lifetime student. You want consistency is the key. You want to be steady, slow and steady will win the race. You just want to start somewhere. You want to put action behind this. You want to be able to take care of your body. Look at your body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. You want to be able to do something. You want to take action. That's the bottom line. Take action. If this is a lot, pick one or two things and stop there. Next slide. Proactive health care. Go right next slide. What does proactive mean? Proactive is creating or controlling a situation by causing something to happen rather than responding to it after it has happened. So keeping that definition in mind, proactive medical care, you take care, you take action towards your health before symptoms arise by applying healthy dietary and life changes like we're talking. A lot of times what most Americans will do, and I'm not saying this is wrong, but you wait for the problem to happen. You cut these symptoms. You go to your provider, your healthcare provider. He or she most likely will prescribe something for you that will take care of the symptoms. That's reactive. You are reacting to the symptoms. There's nothing wrong. Don't leave here. I want to say, I'm, I'm telling you, don't go to your doctor if there's a problem. But you want to prevent that from happening. You want to take care of your, your, your body before anything like this happens. Now, I, want, I, I, do have, I do have a little bit of time. I want to share with you an example of what I mean by this proactive uh, health care. After I turned 50, my, one of my health care providers said to me, Alice, you need to get a bone density test. I said, okay. So I got my bone density test. He actually kind of got hold of me at the hospital. He said, I got your test back. You have full-blown full osteoporosis. I like, whoa. He said, I got, you know, call the office, I'll be in the office tomorrow, call the office, I want to put you on something. I said, oh, I said, okay, let me absorb this, I'll get back to you. So I'm thinking, I really don't have the high risk of this, for one. And I researched the med that he would put me on, did not agree with the side effects, didn't like it. I said, huh, okay, let me do this. So I called him, I said, this is what I want to do. I want to go to a rheumatologist. I'm going to go to a specialist and take it from there, and I'll get back to you. Fair enough. He said it was okay. So I go to my rheumatologist. He did an assessment. He asked me questions, and he says, yeah, I agree with you. You're not high risk for osteoporosis, but it is what it is. He's looking at the results. He said, you are a full-blown osteoporosis. He says, so this is what we can do. I can put you on a low dose of this XYZ med, and we could do another bone density test next year. Now, I have also done my homework, what I can do naturally for my bones. I've always, I was going to the gym, but always cardio. I didn't really do much of weight resistance, you know, resistance training. I said, okay. so I said to the rheumatologist, I said, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to do some things in the natural. I want to do as much as I can. I will come back next year and do another bone density test. Fair enough, he said. That year, I was diligent. Besides my cardio, at least three times a week, I was doing resistance training. I implemented some supplement. It's not just calcium. People always think it's just calcium, bones, calcium. So I did some supplement, really focused on healthy eating. I went back a year later. So I'm sitting there. I didn't know what the result is yet. He looks at it. He looks at my new one. He looks at the old one. He goes, whoa. I'm like, yes. <laughs> It worked. 
He said, whatever you're doing, keep on doing. And I shared with him what I was doing. To be honest with you, he really wasn't that interested in what I did. But he said, he said, but just keep on doing. He says, come back and you enjoy your bowling density. We'll take it from there. I didn't go in the following year, but I went two years after that. I think three years close enough. I know it's going the right direction. So two years after that, I went back, and it hasn't changed. still fine, maybe better than what it was. So he told me, hey, just keep coming every year and do. I, I didn't go back. The actually, I have an appointment next week. I went back to my first doctor, whom I highly respect. He's a great physician. And uh, he was looking through my uh, uh, papers, and he says, yeah, you need to go back for another bone dance. He says, yeah, I look back. He says, oh, yeah, it's so much better than that first one. That's my example of proactive health care. Now, I could have, because he's the physician, he's my health care provider, and he said, I want to put you on this XYZ drug. I could have jumped right into that, right? But I did my homework. I did some research. I'm not saying don't take your pharmaceutical drug, but that shouldn't be your first line of defense. So that's my testimony, and it works. Now, I know I'm telling you a lot of stuff, but I'm going to share with you some resources, some resources that I love, the work that these men and women are doing, some of the, the websites I'm going to share with you, because you get so much information from them. You're always learning. I have not arrived. I got so much more to learn, and I continue to learn. My goal is to go to the next level and continue to learn and continue to apply what I'm learning. I mean, folks, God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. It's already in us. We just got to want it. We got to want to live a life of, that honors him in our body. But it starts here. You got to want it in our heart. We got to renew our mind with it. And you can do it. You can do it. You know, I'll quote something my daughter says all the time from the bike. Who's writing your story? Don't let anyone tell you you can't. Don't let anybody else dictate who you are. So I'm going to share with you some uh, resources. You can go to the next slide. I'll briefly explain them to you. And some of you might be, might be familiar with them. DrAxe.com. Love his website. Super user-friendly. He has a large health and fitness database. A lot of natural remedies. It's so easy. You can put in... Uh, any disease, anything that you're dealing with, and he'll explain it to you what it is. He'll give you the conventional side of the medicine for it. He'll give you the natural side. And it's a very user-friendly website. DrEricZ.com. Love him and his wife. Biblical Health Radio they have. He also teaches on abundant health. He's a great teacher of essential, essential oils. The Truth About Cancer. I can't say enough about this. The work this husband and wife team has done, they interview like experts. You learn preventions, you learn treatments, you learn conventional and uh, uh, natural and put them together. It's just amazing, amazing work. It's, it's focusing more on cancer, but you learn a lot from them. You got ChrisBeatCancer.com, Chris a survivor that's doing wonderful work, drjockers.com, very big on ketogenic lifestyle. If I have to say this, the lifestyle I kind of live is more in a ketogenic style where your, your body burns fat for energy versus glucose for energy. He's big on the weight loss, natural health. Greenmed.com, I put the in capital letters because this guy is the natural health resource studies, research, you want to know, and I like to know background of these things. A lot of times you hear studies, who, who is doing the study? Who is funding that study? Speaks volume. And you'll get a lot of insight into his website. Last but not least, it's my website for the essential oils. I mentioned to you, I do essential oil classes. This is not about the essential oils, but I can't, it's part of me. I can't do a class, uh, uh, any speech without telling you about the essential oils. Now, Essential oils are everywhere. You can go to the dollar store. Nothing wrong with the dollar store. I go to the dollar store. But don't buy essential oils unless it's a therapeutic-grade essential oil. Essential oil has been around for a long time. For its medicinal properties, myrrh, frankincense, you ever heard of those? Some of my favorites. It, it's distilled. It's a volatile compound coming from various parts of the plants, the stem, the, the flower, the root, it's if you have a therapeutic oil, nothing, not all those traders, just pure oil in the bottle, 
It's distilled and it has such a variety of health benefits. So you want to know more about that? That's my website. Reach out to me. If you want to tell me anything, if you want to give me feedback from the seminar, this will be linked through my email. If you want to ask questions, if you want to know more about services of of a certified health coach, whatever. If you want to reach out to me, that's fine. You can reach me through that website. Can you do this? Yes. Now, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where you are in your journey to health. I don't know your story, but I hope that I've made some impact on you, at least put a desire in you for a healthy lifestyle. You could be sitting here like, yeah, that's me. I do that. Yes, yes. Awesome. Keep doing it. And if you're there, take somebody else along with you. Start teaching people, showing people that they can live a healthy lifestyle. And if you're there and like, oh, I do some of it, not all of it, where you got room for improvement? We always want to go to that next level. You want to continue to learn, do more, educate yourselves. Now, if you're sitting there and you're saying, oh, I eat a lot of Hostess cupcakes, <laughs> and this is so overwhelming, it's okay. I was overwhelmed at one time when I started learning all this. But it can be done. Pick one or two things that you say, I need to work on this. Start from the bottom. Pick one or two things from the foundation with the eating. Then go to the exercise. If you exercise, that's great. But maybe you can take it to the next level. If you go for a walk every day and you're doing that every day, the same exercise every day, our bodies are amazing. Our muscles have memories. So if you're doing the same thing over and over again, you, you need to change it up. You need to mix it up. You need to take it to the next level. So pick one, two things, work on it. Just start, just do something. So I hope I've encouraged somebody to want to live that life abundantly. Jesus paid a big price for that. You know, our body is our body, mind, soul. We have to look at it as one, and we need to dedicate that to God. So take your body and do a worship to God. I'm just going to end with one more slide. You can bring it up. And I'll leave you with that. Thank you for listening.